Hi, I'm Krishna. Welcome to the Unthinking Podcast. Hi Manisha, how are you? Hi Krishna, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, things are good here. What I'm also trying to uh, look at is uh, my YouTube channel. Uh, I'm thinking of having a lot more of photography related videos and I'm yeah. trying to um, look at a kind of a format where I'm talking the audience uh, through my journey um, and mm. uh, how I take the photograph. So I'm I'm kind of you know experimenting on that. Yeah, recently we put your picture on from the Tromso trip and it was like amazing. I saw that uh, video. It was like amazing the like the way you explained the journey from uh, Bangalore to Dubai and from there to Tromso then Oslo and then how did you plan everything? That was like quite an interesting thing. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I mean al- although when when I did the video I had not thought about it. um i had uh, just taken my so th- that that whole video that you uh, saw was from the gopro so i just thought let me just capture the moments uh, however um on hindsight i'm i'm thinking uh, uh, because i like travel and i like photography i'm thinking of you know uh, merging these two uh, and adding it yeah actually i was Mm-hmm. actually i was asking you this question if you can consider this thing so you you are a kind of a very very uh, budgeted traveler and you know how to plan things if you can actually make a video for the people who are actually love traveling and they are also budget constrained so you can just uh, uh, like uh, give some uh, information about when should you plan how like how many ahead you should you should have a time to plan how do you consider buying tickets and where to stay how do to figure out what are the activities you are going to do and how uh, like we can create a kind of uh, you know uh, environment where we feel safe in when we are going into other country what kind of things you should keep in mind and what should you keep in your bag what are the essentials and all these things that will be very very helpful if you can like because you are trying to merge these two things traveling is another part but tra- budgeted traveling and like keeping yourself with limited budget and limited stuff that will be another like level thing so you can try that if you like if you want to consider something like that i would want to focus more on photography and uh, things uh, related to photography what what i'm thinking is uh, i will uh, link my photography and the travel that is associated with the photography so in fact uh, specific to what uh, us suggesting the, the the recent video that i um, you know uh, published is on the tromso and the northern lights um, so although if you look at it in my youtube channel i have uh, given the journey and uh, the different videos of you know how i went there and took the photograph however in the blog that i am writing in unthinking.org uh, there i am actually giving these uh, details on uh, the kind of research that i did how did i arrive at uh, the destination called tromso what kind of clothing that i needed how did i pack where did i stay so yeah i mean uh, uh, ironically i am doing what you're saying through a blog yeah so anyway uh, that's what's uh, happening in bangalore uh, rains have started and uh, let me see if i can uh, get out a lot more uh, but there's there's also thing of this uh, second wave of uh, corona uh, what i'm saying like corona wave is not that the, like uh, thing right now so i think it is subtle 
more settled after the vaccine has arrived after they think the cases are not has been that much and all these things and they the new uh, corona wave that you are talking by i guess they are trying to tackle it with the uh vaccine only but let's see how it goes anyways i mean down so south, let's get down the, no down so it's become quite strict uh, if you're coming from certain states you have to uh, show a certificate and then you'll have to take another rt pcr uh, right so it's it's become quite quite strict down here and i think maharashtra is thinking of another lockdown and karnataka is uh, ha- given special rules for people coming down here so it's it's like back in feb Uh, last year uh, where everyone felt okay probably everything would be fine and we can uh, easily control it and then in march we had a lockdown so it seems to be going that way at least now oh, yeah i was i was reading an article about this uh, which you like uh, said about the abu dhabi so abu dhabi is quite sticker when it comes to so if you are coming from a country who is like too much effective and they ha- don't have a covid vaccine as of now they are have they are like uh, putting on a lot of restrictions on them and you might have to do your uh, rt pcr test along with that you have to do some quarantine as well if you are showing some kind of symptoms however dubai is quite lenient on that but as of now uae and i think indonesia uae there are another few countries where the cases are rising drastically but they haven't imposed any kind of lockdown on it they just have a few restrictions and they are uh, like telling people to take the vaccine as soon as possible so that's where it is going right now anyway so what was what is the topic today we are going to discuss today uh, uh, let's uh, dive into um, that topic as to uh, why does people think that uh, sanskrit is uh, a perfect uh, language for uh, ai okay. what is ai ai is artificial intelligence if if you if you are looking at a layman's definition of ai ai is something where uh, any kind of human intelligence uh, which can be exhibited uh, by a computer can be considered as an ai so for example let's uh, take a scenario where if a computer can learn from different examples and different uh, feedback that it uh, gets the different experiences that the program gains and then it is able to modify its responses and take decisions is ai so in in a more simplified uh, format if you look at it how does humans learn right if you look at how kids learn they keep looking around at uh, different objects they keep hearing what people are talking and they pick up through observation so that's how humans learn in fact when i talk about uh, kids and learning it 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 reminds me of one of my colleague in one of one of my earlier organization um he had told me a classic case where uh, this guy was in china uh, for around i think 2 uh, 2 years or 2 and a half years he had an infant with him so his whole family was there so they were on an on site work and uh, when they came back they were like super worried that their uh, child uh, could not talk and they went to a lot of doctors and uh, they they you know they they, they spoke to them like why is why is our child you know not able to talk they did a lot of tests and uh, incidentally one doctor um, you know asked the history that's when uh, the doctor realized that uh, these guys were in china this guy used to be in office most of the time almost 17 to 18 hours he is in he is in office 
and uh, so the only exposure that the child got was the child's mother and uh, the child's mother has no one to talk to there because you are in a foreign country and uh, not many people uh, can speak the, lo- uh, the any of the indian languages and also uh, you know english is not something that a lot of people know uh, so uh, th- there was no discussion or talk at home at all it was very limited so the child actually did not get any opportunity to learn a language any language and to talk so then they actually uh, took the child to different therapy where you know the child started hearing uh, people talk and etc and then now the child is perfectly fine yeah so uh, coming uh, back to ai as uh, you know as, as we can see like you know this is one story which just struck me while we were talking about this uh, humans uh, learn by observation and uh, hearing so uh, if a computer can do that that is where uh, a computer is able to learn from experiences and examples and make decisions uh, without someone having to program that is artificial intelligence oh, all right good i mean ai is a very broad term so you have ai and under ai you have machine learning and under machine learning you have deep learning i mean so there are different connotations to it but for a simple layman if you want to understand uh, the the tip of the iceberg uh, example of an ai we watch uh, netflix uh, so you do get uh, recommendations uh, on okay you have watched these kind of uh, movies so probably this is this is the new set of movie or a tv show that you would be interested in right so that is something where the computer is trying to learn the patterns based on your past viewing experiences and then trying to predict and give you the tv shows and movies which uh, would interest you so that's like a very a small scale of uh, ai i, I think youtube not... is also there exactly. youtube is also there exactly So uh, Manisha since uh, you are like uh, super interested in history and you know getting into the details of what are the different events that's happened in the past right i mean that's like one of your strengths uh, so uh, have you done any research on the history of sanskrit yeah actually i when i was going to i found a very very uh, insightful events about uh, sanskrit so it is considered to be in indo anglo language it's considered considered to be one of the oldest language however there are still um, some uh, debate is going on what is the oldest language so whatever the archaeologists has find the found the notes or you can say uh, literature they are all written in sanskrit even the vedas are still uh, written in sanskrit and we have like four vedas 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 is considered to be a lang- uh, it's called the knowledge so vedas means knowledge so we have like four vedas four vedas it's rigveda yajurveda atharveda and samveda so this is uh, the, with the help of these vedas we were able to study sanskrit and uh, you know sanskrit book is called panini i think it is written uh, by a guru called panini guru it has like eight chapters which is called ashtadayi and <clears throat> sanskrit language has uh, almost uh, you know one plus million of words and uh, they have like during the past years they these words or these sanskrit language has been used by hindu brahmins and jainism there are still uh, there are so many shlokas which is written in uh, sanskrit we decide them in our day to day life and all um, 
in our uh, religious things also like in in north indians in like so many school even i studied the uh, sanskrit up to 10th class like it is a second language that is supposed to be, we are supposed to use apart from like hindi or english hindi and english is like there and then the sanskrit is also there um uh, apart from that i was going through with uh, when we were going through about the sanskrit i fig- i figured it out there was a scientist called dick bix he has written a one note uh with the nasa that why sanskrit can be considered as an uh, computer language how we can use sanskrit as a computer language and this uh, piece was written in 1985 i mean i, I think that's like the genesis of uh, everyone talking about that sanskrit can be a natural language for ai because you know he wrote this paper called uh, vedic science knowledge representation in sanskrit and ai so yeah i mean i think that's the genesis of all this discussion of sanskrit in ai so what do you think what are the benefits of uh, converting any language or sanskrit to machine learning can help or like ai or like in future so if you look back um, what i feel is probably one of the things that he was trying to achieve was to enhance the overall efficiency of uh, processing so that that's that's my assumption back in 1985 uh, we didn't have the kind of uh, computer technology or the advancement other than that probably the benefits can be that if any natural language can be used which uh, which a machine can understand then that basically would mean that it is super easy to learn all you need to learn is is that language whether it's your mother tongue or any other language so what that would entail is you would have a lot more set of people who can actually do the coding so i think that is something that would be um, super helpful and what are you, what do you think what are what can be the challenges of using any natural language that language should be having a specific structure we should be able to easily break it down and uh, you know group related data if you see even now you do have nlp programs so each of these words will be taken it will be put into a so called array which is nothing but a group of uh, words and the computer interprets from those words now the problem with this approach is you lose the context of it for example i may have said some statement totally sarcastic the computer would not understand that so the emotions the context is something that would be a big challenge the other uh, challenge uh, would be in terms of information loss so when when something is being conveyed even in our uh, intonations which is kind of related to the earlier point that i'm saying th- there is a lot of meaning in the way we are talking the intonations that we uh, that we put those don't come across in a particular sentence so the main challenge is going to be how our languages are ambiguous in nature but we don't feel it because it is not just the words that we hear that we process but we understand the context and the emotions the intonation and then we reply accordingly that's something that a computer cannot understand what is nlp you use the term nlp in between natural language processing any language that we are talking that's a natural language the nlp is how do you process the natural language so that the computers can understand okay so when i was doing the research about this i have uh, uh, read somewhere that 
they are saying like there only only 14000 people are in india who who is current speaker of language uh, sanskrit so what do you think how uh, when it is not spoken by so many people and they still consider it using as a language first thing secondly how sanskrit is different from any other language the two questions right so let's look at yeah. uh, why sanskrit right so if you look at yeah. why sanskrit uh, what i've understood is sanskrit has very strict uh, grammar rules which means the ambiguity that i spoke about earlier is reduced a lot Uh, compared to any uh, other language i think latin is kind of you know close to sanskrit but again latin is not something that is uh, widely used and uh, the other thing is with regard to uh, the efficiency of sanskrit that is in uh, very less words you can convey a lot more meaning right so it's very concise okay. i can i can like uh, throw you an example you tell me how it is uh, told in uh, sanskrit or maybe even in hindi the ambiguity comes here Okay so this is with regard to comma let's mm-hmm. eat comma grandfather that is one so if the comma okay. is not there it will be totally considered different hey grandfather let's go and eat if i remove the comma and if i say let's eat grandfather that means let us eat the grandfather now mm. how would this sound in hindi or sanskrit it's like it was like maitri khadanti khaditi something like that but in hindi it's like chalo mama khana khate hain the first meaning with the comma is like chalo mama khana khate hain the second one will be like chalo mama ko khate hain so it's like you know you're eating your mother <laughs> the second sentence so from from, from the example that you gave now if you feed it to a computer it's definitely not the same as uh, english because in english it's going to be the same let's eat grandfather let's eat grandfather right but the the words that you use were very different so that kind of removes that ambiguity that we are talking about so i have another example which is uh, like i like cooking my family and my pets and there's an the same example with the commas is i like cooking comma my family and my pets so in the second example when i put the comma it means like i like cooking so mujhe cooking pasand hai meri family pasand hai aur mere pets pasand hai in the second one if i remove the commas how it sound like in hindi mujhe meri family ko aur pet ko pakana pasand hai matlab you know i'm cooking my family <laughs> so it's like not for the family but cooking family only so it's like it changes the complete meaning without the pronunciation yeah that's so, where uh, you know they say sanskrit trumps uh, other languages because it removes this ambiguity of what it means so th- there are also a lot of uh, alternate views of uh, sanskrit uh, there are also views which says uh, uh, kind of the same point that you brought up earlier that what is the point in using sanskrit when many people don't even talk the argument is uh, fine if sanskrit is such a great language and if you have to teach people to learn sanskrit they may as well learn some other uh, language which the computer understands why go through this problem so the suggestion of the alternate uh, views is that we should look at increasing the computing capability and the ai's capability to understand those languages which we are speaking right now for example like english that would be a better thing to focus on rather than trying to teach the whole world a language which is not that prevalent you know sanskrit uh, the benefit every language 
has its own benefits and like advantages or merits or demerits or like pros and cons. Uh, Sanskrit has a capacity. I cannot be definitive about it. Like, okay, you can go ahead with this language or not. But if they consider it, it will be well and good. But at present scenario, I don't think so. There will be any use. So yeah. Similar to what you were saying, this is not something that is used by many people around the world. So. i am not very sure uh, what one would uh, gain by using sanskrit as an nlp language however what scientists can look at is what is the different grammatical you know schemas that sanskrit is having which is so unique and try to build that in programming okay it was a very very uh good uh, insightful topic thank you so much for having me over here and uh, thanks to all our listeners for bearing with our rant thank you for listening in if you like my podcast do share it among your friends and family that goes a long way in motivating me to continue with new episodes if you haven't subscribed yet please do so you can reach me on my website unthinking.org